All right, ladies and gentlemen, coming up on this episode of Wrestler for the Culture, I got the Rev Ron Hunt in the building. Y'all already know what he coming to talk about because uh, it was some things said on the last episode. So after the intro rolls, it, it, it's time. By the way, this is a new intro, so make sure y'all check it out. The Wrestling Realm presents Wrestling for the Culture, where we highlight pro wrestlers and pro wrestling personalities of color. Here's your host, Brian H. Waters. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode of Wrestling for the Culture. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. Got Reverend Ron Hunt in the building. Rev, how you feeling today? Man, I'm good, Brian. How about you, man? I appreciate you having me on today. Man, I appreciate you coming on. Long time coming. Um, you know, I know, you know, every morning, you, well, not every morning, but, you know, most of the mornings throughout the week, I'm on my drive to, uh, you know, taking the kids and, you know, get the alert. The Twitter spaces be open. So, Let's you go. know. Uh, good things to have, you know, especially to keep you out of the phone. <laughs> you know, no texting while driving, but you can definitely, you know, I put my headphones in and, you know, get a good motivational word uh, and just, you know, opportunity to listen to a lot of people, you know, share what they're working on or what they're doing or, you know, people who need encouraging words. So, you know, I yeah. publicly want to thank you for hosting those. Man, man, that's an honor. I think that's been a big thing that we've been trying to tell people with Shane Taylor Promotions. And and as a whole, you know, I, I think supporting the culture goes much more beyond pro wrestling. And, uh, you know, I think all of us has always looked at an outlet of how we can continue to build each other up and support each other. So, I mean, that was just one of my many ways that I just considered to really start. And I really saw that that was missing. And I said, we don't have to wait until wrestling shows to talk about the culture we could do this at any given time and it could be on any given subject and then at the end of the day you know i always give a little little freebie out there i say everybody follow everybody and mm -hmm. if you guys have a business or anything tag me in it so i can get it out there and uh that's we're all in this together man we we can't survive by ourselves man we're our brothers and our sisters keeper so uh you know that, that's something i plan on doing for for quite a while brian yeah man i definitely appreciate that um man like i mentioned the new intro i don't know if because on my end, it kind of hiccup, but I'm like, I don't know if you saw the powerful picture. I, I, I did, stole that man. on one of y'all pages. I, but, did, uh, I did, man. I said, oh, that boy got some spice <laughs> on that. I was like, I appreciate that. I, I was in the building that night, and um, woo, it, it was an amazing moment when, you know, when all y'all raised the fist. I got to ask you, man, um, how did it feel? Like, I know everything that y'all stood for, but you know, and then that story, the story between Shane Taylor and Kenny King leading up to it. But then to see, like, I, I remember I watched Shane, I, I believe it, it might've it might been on Black Wrestling, but I know he was talking about how sometimes brothers fight. And then afterwards, you know, you, you gotta get it out and then you come together. But how did the moment feel for you being inside the ring? Uh, you know, that, that was an organic moment. We didn't tell production about that. Um, there was a particular reason why we didn't. Um, that was something that was for us and that we wanted the world to see. And, you know, just as Shane has alliterated to, you know, brothers will we'll fight. We'll come to blows. One of my best friends, my, my actual, my best friend, uh, we fought many, many times. There's, there's a lot of both of our bloods in the backyard. But at the end of the day, you know, we all came together co cohesively. And, you know, that was the main mindset that we wanted to get out there. No matter what, uh, you don't have to tear down your own brother and your own sisters in order to make it to the top. There will be times you might come to blow, 
at the end of the day, you shake it off and you realize, you know, we, we might fight at this given time, but at the end of the marathon, we still going to hold each other up no matter what. And so be able to show that at a national and an international level, um, that did my heart good. Uh, I, I felt the the unity uh, and anyone that you have talked to that, that was in the ring with us at that time, um, just the amount of unity and cohesiveness that was between the ropes in that square circle that night uh, in Baltimore uh, was, was something that I think we will all cherish, no matter what walk of life we take, we will all cherish and remember that. And, um, and that just, that just spoke on the microcosm of how we held each other up, even behind the curtain that many fans have never seen and that we'll continue to hold each other up by. So, so to me, that, that meant so much to me to be a part of history and be able to see the positive outpour that we've seen from people from, from being there live or seeing the moment online and in social media. Yeah. That, that it was, like you said, man, um, you know, I was happy I was there. I'm going to say this. Uh, I don't think I'll get anybody in trouble. I felt like ROH dropped the ball that night because I thought that match, which was, you know, suggested on social media, but I thought the winner of that match should have been in the world championship match. Um, no offense. There was no need to, you didn't have to bring Jay Lethal in because that was the most important story going into the night. It wasn't about the title. It was Shane Taylor and Kenny King. And it just goes to show, you know, there was the hashtag black wrestling draws. So that should have been the case. But, you know, I, I had to say that while you was here. Um, sure. but you know, it was, it was an epic night. Um, I want to get right in, we're going to get to your career, but I want to get right into what, uh, got us here sooner or, or fast. Um, oh, boy. you know, uh, and, and let's go ahead, you know, coming up, I got my tickets. Um, the bodega street fight, <laughs> you and Jay bougie, man. So, so Jay says, uh, you had, uh, oh, I'm kindly asked for his head on a platter what led you to that what was it that made you call him out yeah so it was actually the night before final battle uh if, any, okay. if anyone remembers that i i believe it might actually be in the same venue as for we are wrestling and um and the thing was the main event was o'shea edwards versus dan month tremendous tremendous dan is a legend in and of itself uh, has all of our respect just based off of his accolades and, uh, you know, his worth in his business alone. And, um, you know, Jay, Jay actually got my attention in a good way. Um, he came up to us after uh, the, the show in the locker room and, and he wanted to talk business, he wanted to talk shop, he wanted to pick our brain. And, and I respect anybody that wants to go that limit because they remind me of me um, getting any opportunity to pick somebody's brain that's above you that, that might have a little bit more wisdom in this business and that just talks about the hunger of it so you know i looked at him as as a guy that was hungry for this business uh pretty much like a little brother you know that i could take under the wing and um and being able to see some things you know our whole mindset is uh we want to give the spotlight where this where we feel the spotlight is due and i wanted to throw him a bone you know just based out of the respect of him coming up to us and showing us respect the right way. You give respect, you get respect. And um, and somewhere I don't know where the line got misstrewed, but um, it got far off the tracks very shortly after. So I just said, "Pro Wrestling World, feed me Jay Bougie between mm -hmm. the ropes." That is all. That's I didn't want nothing else. Give them to me, and I'll test them myself. 
And somehow, some way, we now get to a bodega street fight match on May 20th. I, I don't know where that came from, honestly. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I know he might be in trouble. That's all I know. Man, well, look, I, I, I know as a journalist, it's something that I, I pride myself on. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a producer as well, but, you know, I still have, you know, I went to school for this. I'm supposed to be objective, straight down the middle. But, uh, brother, I don't want to wear no Crocs. So <laughs> I need you <laughs> to, to get the job done. Because the, 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 the wager is if, if you lose, I, I got to wear Crocs. Now, now you, you agree to that? I mean, I trust you. Hey, I appreciate that. And trust me, I'm gonna get the job done. Because let, let me let me tell you something. I'm gonna save you from this yourself. Now, some people that saw the video that I posted, I'll retweet it again and again the next couple of days leading up to May 20th. But but I got and Jay Booz, you know about these. I got these bad boys because of him. Okay. Uh-huh. These are terrible. <laughs> these and, and, and I said, I said, hey, I'll get the, I'll get the fancy one. I want y'all to know that I, I got the legit stuff. I guess, I guess that's how you know the kids say that's how you know you get a gator right okay. there. But then I really want you to know I got I got the side boys. I got Crocs on the side. Mm-hmm. Now here's my thing, man. If 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 I gotta put shower plugs in these to make sure that my feet are dry, I shouldn't be wearing these. If if I if I gotta put these boys in, in what they call sports Sport mode. mode. <laughs> I shouldn't be wearing these. Mm-hmm. If it looked like I just got out of San Quentin or Rikers Island, I shouldn't be wearing these. Brother Fam calls them the Jessup 900s or something yo, like yo, that. Listen, anybody know man, these, from Baltimore these, know Jessup ain't where you go. That's where you go do another these, type these of college. Are, these, these, are, these are the Fleece Johnson 3000s. <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't nobody be wearing these. Mm-hmm. But I said, you know what? I'm a man of my word. I practice what I preach. I'm addition now, but I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to order them. And if they don't meet my qualifications, then we're really going to talk business. And guess what, Brian? Mm-hmm. I, I gave them a small, a small inkling of an opportunity. They were far below my expectations. I hate them. And because of that, I'm going to punch him extra hard in the face on May 20th because he made me buy them. And I'm going to shake his pockets and get my refund for him. <laughs> I, oh, I, got, man, I, I oh, guess man. that's how they do it at the bodega. I, I don't know, but somebody going to give me my refund. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't do the Crocs. And see, then, then, then it's the cause division in the wrestling realm. We got Brother Hugh. You got the real Dwayne Allen talking about well, we might be rooting for Jay Bougie because we want to see you wear Crocs. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. So, you know, this is going to be the first show where the three of us have been in a unit in a long time. So I, I, I want to make sure I come out victorious, brother. Here's what you have to do. I, I don't want you to make all, 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 the, all the wages be. If, if, and it's a big, big, if it'll it'll take a literal act of God to do a heel turn on the Rev Ron Hunt to allow <laughs> Jay Booze to win. Okay, it, it, that, that's what it's going to take. Let's be honest, because I'm coming in with a vengeance. So if he wins, mm. you got to wear Crocs. Cool. But when I win, they need to be rocking something themselves. And I don't know if they got a pair of Crocs already that they don't want to talk about. But if they do and they already like it, they they at least owe you like 200 bucks a pop. 
Um, <laughs> a, free, a free penthouse, one week they, vacation. They can buy a Wrestling Rome shirt from WrestlingRome.com. Hey, <laughs> they, they they got they got to they got to do something. They got they got to yeah. do something. But but I'm I'm pretty confident. I told Jay Bougie, he better come with his A game. He keep tweeting all this stuff out and being reckless. I talked to my boys at Shane Taylor Promotions, Shane himself, O'Shea Moses. They said, "Listen, we're gonna do these 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 different shows coming up, these interviews and everything, but we're beyond this. We just want to throw down." So I know we all in the same mindset. And Jay keep talking about he want to hurt me. I hear PJ talking and everything like that. That's the first mistake he made. Because if he's not coming in to fully take me out the game, then then he's doing himself a disservice. If he's just coming in to hurt me and <laughs> think that that's going to be it, there's a reason why I'm going to call the savior of pro wrestling, my guy. So if he's going to come in and do that, oh, best best believe, best believe. He better try to kill me, literally. <laughs> wow, wow. It's, it's, it's um, you know, as we record on May 3rd, 17 days away. Man, this is um, this got all the feels. This this feels like a WrestleMania, <laughs> you know. It's gonna be his WrestleMania. I'm just gonna prepare for his funeral after. I told his family that I'm not gonna double book. So whatever the booking fee is of the agents there, and then when we we got all that squared away, I'm gonna do the funeral for free, just for their pain and suffering and for the <laughs> embarrassment. And every and every everything that he said in a tweet, I'm I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it carved in the casket. <laughs> just. Oh boy, I'll do I'll do that for them. I'm a I'm a you know I, I I like to give, so I'm gonna mm. do the funeral for free, and I'll do it in the middle of the ring too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After you go through the street fight. After I go through the bodega street fight yeah. and kick the alley cats and all that fun stuff. Yeah, because I mean this this done gone all over the place on Twitter. You know, uh, you 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 got uh, his his family, Queen PR. She sitting up there, you know, talking about, look, I can't rock with the Crocs. But then she thinking you coming at New York as a whole. You trying to explain, I ain't coming at New York. I'm coming at this guy. So yeah, it's all over. The <laughs> but if he claiming he the king of New York, Ooh. and what he say, then that, then that means that he's a representative. And he said, him, I've had him on a space himself to try to explain himself. He still ain't explaining. But if you say that you are the king of New York, this is how we do it, man. This is how, who's we? <laughs> <laughs> who, 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 how many personalities? If it, if it's not New York and you were saying this is how we do it, who exactly is we? How many split personalities do you have, Jay Bougie? That's all I want to know. But I'm gonna leave that to you, Brian, because because you you the you you the journalist now, so you can ask those those, those follow up questions. But that's all that's all I want. Who is we? Yeah, I mean, and you know the thing is, he's a good 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 brother. You know, you, you ain't gotta go too far. You, you ain't gotta, you ain't gotta get caskets involved now. You know, well, maybe not now, but I, but I you know, it, it, you know, I know he got mad at you know when uh you know he was doing the ring lights, and I'm like, hey. why the ring lights get like that's what we do. Broadcasters need the lighting. Lighting is key. You ain't got nothing if you ain't got lighting. Listen, here's my thing. You you know this as well as I know this. And I, I know you don't want to be biased, but but we, we're trying to teach him things that's going to make him great. Mm -hmm. You know, ring lights, you got a ring light, man. Come on, you do great <laughs> things. Imagine if there was no lights. You're trying, you trying to get photos after a show, eight by tens and all that, and they don't got no type of lighting. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Come on, my guy. We try to teach you to be great. What exactly is Crocs going to do for me? 
<laughs> I, I, I never seen so many people rise so hard for Crocs though. It's uh, like it's it's almost the divided black Twitter, black wrestling I, Twitter. I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I, I don't know I don't know if you've seen this, but I, I've I've said this before. Now now listen. Now here's what I'm gonna say. I said every black person got a little bit of a of a white nerve in them. Now every now and then when that white nerve hit, you be randomly listening to music that you probably heard 15, 20 years ago. And somehow Nickelback Rockstar came in my head. You know, hey, mm-hmm. hey, I want to be a rock star. I paused this video of these two little girls in Times Square. And I couldn't believe my eyes. And I watched it because I remember they had rappers in it and everything. Everybody in it. Rappers and Gene Simmons. And I paused it and I stared at it like this. I'm like, and what did I see? Uh-oh. I saw a little Karen <laughs> with some Crocs on. In the middle of Times Square, this music video was shot about 15, 17 years ago. So, so maybe Jay Bougie is on or something. Maybe people in New York are wearing Crocs. But little Karen's was wearing this 17 years ago. How are you making this hip now? <laughs> Where they do that at? Right? Mm-hmm. Oh man. <laughs> I just I I'm, I'm trying. I'm I'm not old, maybe I'm not with the style. I'm just Give me some Tims, give me some J's, get give me give me something, but don't give me Crocs. Do exactly. not we we can't do that. We don't do that here. Like I rock gators, not crocs. You feel me? I'm on a whole nother, I'm on a whole nother spectrum. Facts. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm gonna pull up, I'm gonna pull up with a three-piece suit on and some gators. I ain't pulling up in no crocs. We on a whole nother level. There's levels to this. But but he go he he gonna have to learn the hard way. It, it's it's the immaturity. But he gonna he gonna have to learn the hard way. So instead of me treating him like a little brother, like what I thought he was when I initially said, "Feed me Jay Bougie," I'm gonna have to son him. And we all know what happens when you got a bad behind son that don't want to <laughs> listen to nothing. My mama said, "A hard head make a soft behind." <laughs> oh man! So once again, you Ethan him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to behave, dog. I, I, I really, I really am. I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to do what's best for the people. But they, they might, he, he might take me to another level. Mm-hmm. And his blood is going to be on all of his brother's hands with takeover, and they can't say nothing because what I honestly feel on May twentieth, for those that have not seen me, those in my hometown of Pittsburgh, they know what it's like when I get down. They know what it's like when I flip that gear. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it is not pretty. And, and I feel honored, and I think that the people should feel honored, those that have got their tickets, those that will be getting their tickets, those that will be watching online from out of town, if you can't get your tickets. But if you, should, if you can't get your tickets, you need to be there. If not, shame on you. But I really feel that the people that's going to be there live, they're going to see a side of me, number one. A lot of them don't even, haven't even seen me physically wrestle. That's what you're going to see, number one. But number two, you're going to see me click into a whole nother gear. And that gear might, people might not be able to handle that. But when it comes down to business, I told him, I said, Jay Bougie, you got to understand one thing, bro. You you talking like you're the one that, that, that do all the, you know, to get the job done in the streets. I'm the one that calls the shots. <laughs> so when I take the shirt off, when I take, when I take the silk shirt off, when I take the suit off, when I take the gaiters off and I put on the tights, I put on the jeans, I put on the boots. 
It's a whole nother ball game. And it's going to be a point of no return. It's too late when you're in between them square rubs. Everybody got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. But we're going to take it a step further. And that step further is going to happen May 20th in the Bodega Street Fight match. I can't wait, honestly. I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited. I can Mission. do it now. I, I, should, I should just drive down there and start knocking out folk in the bodega. <laughs> Make sure y'all get y'all tickets because this is this is going to be one. Um, what I mean, what better would you be doing on a Friday night? You know, <laughs> this this is going to be one for the ages. I can't wait. Like I we said, make your history. We, you know, we, history. we make your history. Myself versus Jay Bougie. You got the faceless ones versus O'Shea Edwards and Moses. Now we've seen we've seen them tag as, as six man, we've seen them tag an eight man, but you've mm-hmm. seen these guys do what they do. And I'm gonna tell you, anybody that you pair at STP just as a tag team as a whole, there's a cohesiveness there. We've said it before, we'll say it again. We are not machine made, we are self-made. There's a difference. Machine made is eventually gonna break, but when you self-made, there's just something about that that you can't touch. There's a collectiveness that you can't touch. There's a brotherhood that's come from fighting in the trenches because yourself made that you can't touch. So I've seen Moses take care of business at Maryland or MCW Pro Wrestling. You know, I've seen him sleep on my boy, man. Mm -hmm. You've seen him. You've seen him. (laughs) Do you go to work? Yep. (laughs) Yeah, but. uh, but uh, yeah, tell me, um, tell me how how did the Shane Taylor promotions come about? Because you know it 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 just like, I mean y'all, it's a it's a vibe, right? Uh, and and you for those who was at Wally Mania, like I was right there when y'all came in the building, you know, and it was just like, it's like business has just picked up. All you needed was Jim Ross saying business has just picked up, you know, but how did, how did y'all, you know, create this and bring it to where it is today? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I would, I would say, I think it was, uh, I want to say it was about early 2019, if I'm correct. Uh, and we're, we're talking about like fresh in the spring coming off the winter season, 2019. Uh, I was able to get connected with, with Shane a little bit on a deeper level. We always had connections, uh, that was before I was signed with just, you know, talking to a couple of different people and network and everything like that. But it wasn't until about early 2019. Uh, Shane and I start talking a little bit deeper and, and I began to see his frustration. This end about the early mid run of his uh, Ring of Honor television title run. And um, I heard where he was at. And uh, naturally, I've seen myself in those same shoes. It was like I was talking to a spinning image of myself and I feel like he felt the same. And uh, and it was one of those things that the light bulb just clicked and said, listen. We're all thinking the same. We might as well go after this thing collectively and 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 really show what your worth is. And I think the initial thing that a lot of people don't understand is that it initially started with Shane and I um, because I wanted people to see the worth in Shane that I saw in him. Uh, so I put a little bit of money behind it and I said, listen, this is what this is how my services can help you. And um, and, and later on, that's when, you know, Shane didn't want to renew his contract, but he was still the Ring of Honor television champion. He wanted to do things on his own. We started to talk, you know, started to talk to each other. And that's when we publicly announced Shane Taylor Promotions. And if you guys remember, in about the mid part of his television title run, everything had to go through STP. It had to go across my desk. It had to go across my table. So they wanted to sign a match. You can't just sign it under Ring of Honor. You had to sign it Ring of Honor partnering with Shane Taylor Promotions. And if the money lined up, similar to how Floyd Mayweather was doing it, if the money lined up right, we signed, all right, now we're working as business partners. 
But if the money don't line up, we're going to keep going to the table. And and what, what we begin to see is that, that we were starting to make waves. He was starting to get more respect behind his name. We're starting to make more of an impact. And then he had a louder voice. And I tell you this, Shane is a visionary. The first thing he said to me is, if, if you remember when they started that new Ring of Honor development, he said, I want I want Connor Moses. Say no more. Let me know what you want. I'm going to drop a business plan. We're going to talk business and see what happened. Once again, two like-minded brothers that was thinking the same exact thing. We saw more out of them than what the office saw. Mm-hmm. We eventually get them on board itself. All of a sudden, they get that big, long, stretched out line. I believe it was Columbus, Ohio. All four of us was out there. It was magic. Something about it. Whether they liked it a little bit or they didn't like it at all, they knew that it was money. It looked like money. It smelled like money. It tastes like money. And we fought like money. We want O'Shea. Once again, a dude that I feel was hitting on the independence. Shane yeah. knew that was hitting on the independence for years to come. Fast forward. We pick him up. And I feel everything that we did was always an I told you so moment that either they were a little bit scared or a little bit hesitant. But when they finally said, all right, listen, they ain't, they ain't shutting up. They ain't stopping. They put, they're keeping the foot on the gas and, and they ain't taking no lightly. Let's give them an opportunity. You give us that opportunity. You give us one inch. We take it a hundred yards. And then we say, we told you so. So now you look at it, what, three, three and a half years later, it's, it, it's a movement. And we're not talking about a movement, a movement for the culture internationally. And, and honestly, we're humbled by it. Um, you know, from from our people itself representing for what we wanted to be a representation of that. You don't have to be a drug dealer. You don't have to be a ball player. You don't have to, you know, uh, be a rapper in order to make it being a black person in our sport and just in America as a whole. Whatever you set your mind to do, you stick to it. You make goals and you make it possible. And that's the message that we want to leave for our people. But to see it being supported nationwide. And I'm talking about People in the UK hit, hitting us up during Mania Week, coming over to our booth, big companies out there that hopefully we'll be working with in the future saying, oh, we know about you guys, mate. You know, we're, we're, we're big up. You guys are a big following. Um, that, that 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 humbles us, honestly. And um, so so that's, that's how it got started, man. Like-minded brothers, knowing what we were going through in the trenches and knowing that we can do better if we just had a little bit of the opportunity. And um, that's something that we want to share with the world and that we're slowly trying to get out there even more to show the representation of our brothers and sisters out there. So so let me ask you, so did y'all hold the TV title hostage? And maybe that's the wrong word, but, you know, he was champion while he was, I guess, in contract negotiations. Correct. So so I I, I would say this. It wasn't held hostage. Mm -hmm. It's just saying is what he is. The baddest man yeah. on the planet. He's the baddest champ you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So it's not our fault that some of your challengers, some of your former champs, when it came to Shane holding that title, couldn't beat him. They should have trained harder, but they did it. Do you think that's why they were scared to make the match that I suggested earlier? I feel, I, I, I feel that when you look at it. There's a reason why certain things didn't happen the way that they happened. Mm-hmm. And and there's a reason how and 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 maybe I'm biased. I would like outside people on the outside looking in that are not directly connected with STP to to to, to weigh in on this. 
Um, I have not seen something as of what has been happening right now of so much power, so many people, such a large fan base behind something. And the people that have a little bit of waves have not moved on it. And I think that there is a reason behind that. Mm -hmm. And to the normal man, that would break the normal man. That would break the normal unit and say, let us just bow and, and just do what we need to do to get to certain places. But that's not us. We pride ourselves in staying true to ourselves because as soon as we give up our trueness, then we lose our respect. Then, then we just become another, well, you know, if you just do what so-and-so said, you could be much further. That's not us. We stand true to our loyals no matter what. But I do believe that when you look down back at it, I really don't think that there has been anything like what a lot of people have been seeing of so much crowd support, so many of our people, and I'm talking about universally, being mm -hmm. as vocal as they are on social media and in person, rather as tagging people, telling people to their face at events. But yet, for some reason, you have been seeing other people get certain things multiple times, if not just once. But yet, our unit are moving in silence. There's a reason behind that. So, uh, if I could get a little controversial here. <laughs> Is that reason why we haven't seen, you know, you and Shane on AW Dark or Dark Elevation? Because you're going to protect the brand rather than just be jobbed out. I, I would, I would say, you know, our our whole thing is if is it, ha it has to be a right business decision, mm -hmm. and um, you know, our our whole thing, and, and you know, no, you know, don't get me wrong, there has been, you know, some frustration sometimes when you know you feel like you're doing your thing and you're doing your thing, but when I look at it, I look at it like this. Um, I feel that there is worth. Um, I feel like that whatever uh, company decides to move in whatever aspect and they decide to market and use the brand of STP, I really do feel like they will make back two times, three times and maybe even four times of what they are investing in it. Um, I feel like sometimes there's a misconception and a, and a confusion based off of what they see. It just means that we're doing good business. But if you talk to the people that we were with for the last few years, and you talk to some of those close people, they will tell you that STP is money. My very first space, and he will vouch for this. You can clip this and tag him in it. My mm -hmm. very first sp Twitter space that I did, Carrie Silken jumped on it, uninvited. Just saw it, jumped on it. Requested to talk. He clearly said, I want all of STP in the new ring of honor. I feel like every single one of you guys should be a part of the new ring of honor. And if I can talk to Tony Khan and when I do talk to Tony Khan, he's a busy man, but I will tell him exactly that. That came from a guy that has helped a company not die, that has rich history and is one of the main reasons why a lot of your stars are in multiple national companies on our U.S. soil today. Mm -hmm. He's one of the one of the bricklayers of remodeling the company. And for him to say that, that is an honor. And he's not saying that. No one paid him to say that. He's saying that the kindness of his heart. And because he knew that everything that we did, we put our heart into it. We did the best for business. And they knew that when you saw STP, you saw the graph go like this. 
So, but but our 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 main thing is this: when you look at it, our whole thing is this. We use whatever we feel as motivation, whether that's anger, whether that's sadness, whether that's frustration. We use it as motivation because winners don't look back and say, what if they don't look to the side of them? They keep it going forward and they say, we still going to do what we do. And when the right time is the right time, the right things will happen. And in this business, we say never say never. So that goes for whatever insert three letter company you want. That's running on a national level. If you guys want to talk business, we are open to talk business. Nothing is off the table. For those of you that we have already slightly talked business to, let's continue talking business. But at the end of the day, we know that any company that backs up the three letters of STP, you are in good hands. You can bet that and you got my promise on that. Wow. Rev, I want to talk about, uh, you want to go a little bit deeper here. So in the wrestling world, it's no secret that there aren't a lot of there historically there wasn't a lot of people who did great business or wasn't really educated um with black wrestlers in the past they always didn't have the access and there's always the saying you got to work twice as hard to get half um when did you i guess like as far as like business wise did you go to school for like business marketing and when did you decide to like really focus on the business side in the wrestling on the wrestling side you know as far as like i understand like you're working with shane but obviously you had to come with him with a business mindset to get this even started when did you develop that absolutely you know i i, I really do feel you know and 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 you know it's by no simple imagination that's why i'm the reverend hunt uh faith faith is something that's very big with me um so my my major my major is actually in media communications uh, it has a focus within broadcast and also has a focus within public relations that's and marketing. Why you got red, red, ring lights? Hey, hey, that, <laughs> that's something bodega money can't buy you, man. Exactly. You know, you know look, look, watch, 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 watch. Mm, mm, mm. Watch. This is bodega money, okay? Uh huh. STP money. STP money. You got. You got to have. You got to have the ring lights, man. But that's yeah, that's why, man. But but you know, I I think you know what really clicked the light for me, and and I, I feel like it was twofold. There were people that had honest questions, and there are people that you know people just want to start drama. They 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 want there to be some type of dissension within the unit. So I always got the question, Rev. Do you feel like you were wrestling on Ring of Honor more? Did you feel like this? Did you feel like that? No, absolutely not. You know, would it have been great? Yeah. But did did I did I despise anything the way that it was done? Absolutely not. Because at the end of the day, I'm still making business moves. I'm still getting the same TV time. I'm saving the bump card. But at the same time, I'm helping with the rest of my brothers to grow an empire and build and build and build. These are real life traits that you're helping to grow an industry that you love. But then also you are learning in the industry that you love to also apply to real world trade. So it, the, the strengths of it recycled itself. But, you know, I think the, the, the light that really dawned on me was, you know, um, so many people look at the one dimensional strength of what they do. Rather, they're a manager. They just focus on that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, they're a wrestler. They, fo- they just strictly focus on that. There's nothing wrong with that. But you are always strong if you can show yourself being a double, triple, quadruple threat. So, 
the people that have seen me, the people that have seen the videos, the people that have definitely seen me live, they know I can throw down in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the people that have heard me on Ring of Honor, the people that, that, have, that have seen me with a live mic in my hand, they know I can hold my own on the mic. But then also to show a business aspect of things, that's when you look like, okay, we, mm, we might have something here. And so, so, you know, I looked at it like this. Um, I'm here to help. Help me help you. Now, I don't got to finish so like Kevin Hart, but <laughs> help me help you. So my whole thing is with this, whatever your goal is, how can you use one of my multiple strengths to help us unitedly make that goal? And whatever that is, let me know. We go to the drawing, we write up a blueprint, we write up a game plan, and we see how we can execute that. And so that, that's my whole thing. If my strengths are being used to help elevate the bigger mission and the bigger purpose, then, then, I, then I know my mission is complete and I'm on the right track and my gifts are being used adequately. And, that, and that's how I look at it. So it's not, a, it's not a loss. It's not a loss. But whatever my strengths are to meet that goal, we move it in the right direction. Man, that's awesome. Who are some of the um who are some of your favorite managers that you like watched growing up? Man, I got I got so many. Uh I, I would say that I'm I'm a little bit biased here because my, my trainer was uh off of the wild Simone. So I gotta I gotta throw Captain Lou in there, man. I gotta oh, throw man. Captain Lou in there, <laughs> you, you got you gotta throw your boy in there, man. Yeah. Um um but but I would say um uh, another one that many people don't think about, they just look at the the uh the refereeing side the refereeing side of things. Even if they don't look at that, look at the general manager side of things. But uh, Teddy Long, yes sir. Uh, you know, you 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 got you got to get a player his credit, man. You got to mm-hmm. get a player his credit. But um, you, you look at him. You look at uh, uh, Teddy Long, Captain Lou Albano. You look at Slick. Um, there there are so many great names, and I think I've been able to at least pick something off of even outside of the black community. Uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan, you know. Um, so, so, so many, so many great names that you're able to at least pick something off of and see what works for them. And, you know, just like we say in a normal pop culture and and media and everything, at some point history will repeat itself. And so if you look at what worked then or what didn't work then, and you learn from those life lessons before you even make those decisions, that makes your journey of success a little quicker because you don't have to repeat the same mistakes that people in your past have repeated. But then also you can pick up on something, tweak it and see how you can make it your own to reach your own particular goal. Uh, so that, that's, the, and, and, and you know, it's, it's always a study in business. So, uh, but yo, th- those are, those are just a few, man. Those, those are just a few to name right off the cuff. Yeah. Now I know you did, you know, you do some acting as well. Um, did you get into acting first or wrestling? Was it wrestling or acting first? And, you know, how have they helped you with each other? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they actually got started right around the same time. So I got started initially in acting in 2011. That's when I started within my pro wrestling journey as well. Uh, started within doing, you know, extra work and slowly was able to climb throughout the years and, and work with one of our agents here in Pittsburgh um, to slowly be able to get some more parts and some bigger roles and everything toward that extent. Um, but but I, I think from, you know, from the jump, Number one, uh, I would say just being comfortable on camera, um, being able to be able to adapt, um, being comfortable with ad living and going off the cuff, being comfortable with showing emotion and allowing your emotions to change without you feeling uncomfortable. Uh, all of those within acting class 
helps you to prepare. And even in the real world, keep your composure and being able to control your emotion, even in tense situations. And um, and that even goes with when you're dealing in the boardroom. Uh, you got to be able to throw, throw on your poker face. And, you know, you might not like something. Maybe you want to show something now or maybe you just want to keep it chill and be like, we'll talk about this later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, it, it's 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 one of those things that I think that they both equally complemented each other. And, um, you know, I, I definitely think now in the latter aspect of things, pro wrestling definitely now has helped me further in the acting world. Uh, you know, for example, you know, just within the last week, I had to do a script. Uh, my agent sent me a script. I had about three days to look at it. She's like, hey, I got this audition for you. Three days to look at it. Next thing I know, I'm like, yo, just this one role, you got me memorizing four to five pages? Oh, snap. But just being able to just get, get in that zone and have it click, you know, get in that zone and have it click. Um, so so they, they both they both complement each other. Okay. Yeah, I took a... um. Excuse me. When I was in uh, school at Morgan State University, I took an acting class and I remember like this is like in the middle, like year two of the wrestling realm. Um, And I remember like learning about spacing and being on the floor. And I just remember at that time now, mind you, when I was taking this class, this is at the height of the rock Cena um, 2012. So, of course, I'm thinking like. All the time, Cena cutting the promos on a rock about him leaving the business to go into movies. And I was like, oh, that's why he cuts his promos a certain way. And that's how they, you know, using the space inside the ring. Yep. You know, and so uh, I like I, said, I just know just work, going into acting classes, how it helped me even just become a better um, on air talent. You know, yeah. if I'm doing something and we doing our traditional show, which is in studio style you know, moving a certain way, standing a certain way. I, absolutely. And I, I think that that's, that's one of the things that I, you know, I implore everyone to, to do it, even if you're not, you know, even if you don't want to go into an on-camera personnel aspect, as you know, even from a production. And I know mm-hmm. they, talk, they talk about this with, a, with a, uh, NABJ as well. So small, small things, you know, especially if you're, you know, you, you know, you work cameras at a, at an event. Um, if, if you're able to know that like, Hey, um, when you cut this, you know, maybe stay in this way or a lot of people don't know, for example, one thing called called the V. So I don't want to yeah. see a side profile of everybody's face. But if I can get you slightly at a V, I can get the equal amount of everyone's face. We can get the just emotion out of all of this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know it's burning to your head doing those out in class stage left and stage <laughs> right and this. And, and I'm like, dang, wait, so so it's not my left, but y'all want stage left. How, what in the world? You know, so being <laughs> being able to kind of adjust to those things and it's, it's, it even works within TV and motion picture, you know, taking directions from, you know, from the director. Hey, you know, I need, I need, I need you look 45 right, da, 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 da. you know, slightly turn here at this part being able to work the camera so you can get the best out of it. And, 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 you know, you want your words to have power. You want everything. You want people to feel you. And I think that that's another thing that people always said was different about STP. Uh, You know, rather it was collectively or individually. And what I try to tell people, every single one of us, it's not like a unit and, oh, they're strong, but, eh, you know, someone carries a load. Every single one of us can individually cut a promo. Mm-hmm. And hold our own. And then collectively, no if, ands, or buts about it. But I, I think that that's one thing that a lot of people feel is different with us. And it's because, number one, we say what we mean and we mean what we say. But number two, we know how to let you feel everything 
through a screen as if you're talking to us in person. Yeah. And um, and, and, that, and that's and that's one of the secrets right there, honestly. Yeah, that's one thing I noticed. Like I brought up Moses earlier because, you know, he had this bout for, um, getting ready for the MCW championship with uh, Brian Johnson. And you could tell, like, the, I want to say the influence of, you know, working with people, like you said, like-minded people, like-minded business-wise. And, you know, the way he was moving around on screen, the way the, the thing was produced, like, I'm... I would, I would be, you know, I would take a guess that he was the one who like really directed and said how he wanted, how he envisioned. And, you know, so like even with the promos, I mean, just y'all going on live, you you know, you and Jay Bougie, <laughs> you know, I watched the emotion and, and, and it, 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 Jay had you stuck. <laughs> yeah. Jay had you stuck. You're like, oh, you can see it like in their face because it was like, can't even do nothing like this yeah. guy got me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he admitted it on last episode of Wrestling for the Culture. So when y'all finish, if y'all ain't see that, make sure y'all check out what Jay Bougie had to say. And then, and in between time, buy a ticket for the show. Um, but you know, so just sitting there watching, you know, um, but like I said, watching you, how you, you know, showing that emotion, you know, inside the ring, it's the hard cam, you yeah. know, uh, and. It, Fans think it's easy. I could, you know, I remember the time when MJF was at MCW and he didn't go to the right hard camp, you yep. know, but it's a part of growth and development, you know? So, you know, but before we get out of here, man, um, let the people know, you know, what, what they can expect in the next few, uh, in the next season, I should say, and where they can find you. For sure. For sure. Well, you know, just, just coming up whenever this post, I got a couple of dates in, uh, Texas going to be doing a couple of things in Texas with a company called Christian Wrestling Federation. So doing some cool things out there. They got a real unique environment. And I think, you know, the best of both worlds collide with one. Uh, they've been running for, I want to say, close to about 20 years or so. Uh, some names that you've, you've probably heard down there. Michael Tarver, uh, formerly with Nexus, a former WWE mm -hmm. superstar. Secret is the one that did Lion in the Jungle theme. That's actually Michael Tarver. So okay. uh, Caprice Coleman has also been down there. Uh, Lodi from WCW has been down. So going to be making my debut down there and, and showing them what we all about. But then also, you know, we lining up all the chips in the deck, man. May 20th, it's going down. Takeover versus STP, Ridgefield Park, New Jersey, Invictus Pro Wrestling. Got a lot of crazy things happening. I'm not the only one that's going to be on that show. You got Con, I mean, you got Moses, you got Shane, you got O'Shea, uh, you got my boy Sean Maluda that's going to be coming in the building. They just signed a women's match on board. Got one of my other guys from Pittsburgh, AJ Alexander, is going to be swinging through. And the list goes on. They also just announced my boy from Subway Mania in the New York area. So it's going to be real New York like and smell like bodegas. Get your tickets now. There's going to oh, be man. some blood, sweat, and tears all over the place. But uh, everything that you need to know, man, you know, everything that's going on with our unit, uh, the Rev Ron Hunt on all social media, Shane Taylor, Shane216 Taylor, you got all that. Big Bad Kaiju, you got Prolific Moses. Follow all of us on social media. You see where all of us at. And we're doing some big, big things. And very soon, we're going to be doing some overseas things. But Keep that under the radar. Keep that very general. We're going to be doing some big things internationally, too. So, so I guess uh, us all going out to eat, breaking bread might not happen if uh, after the street fight. <laughs> Listen, I, I heard people talk about they want they want Jay Bougie to throw a cat on me. 
they Ooh. they um uh they was naming some other stuff. I'm like, that must be some New York stuff. I don't know. All I know is that if Jay Bougie has the audacity to wear Crocs going into this Bodega Street fight match, I'm gonna toss him out the ring like Uncle Phil. I'm jacking his Crocs off his face. I'm jacking him up and I'm smacking him in his face with it. Pow. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Will Smith with a crock. Wow, you heard what he said. <laughs> May 20th, ladies and gentlemen, get your tickets. The wrestling round will be in the building with our good brothers, our good sisters in this wrestling community. I'm not going to wear no crocs. That's that's what I, that's what I'm talking about, my man. <laughs> Y'all heard what he said. Brian H will not be wearing crocs because he's going to take care of business in the ring. Uh, Rev, appreciate you coming on, brother. Um, we got to do this again. We got to do this sure. again very soon. Um, you know, afterwards, shoot, we, we, we might even get an on-site post-match interview. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Yeah. So, but ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in for this episode of Wrestler for the Culture. I'm Brian H. Waters. So long, everybody. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this week's episode of Wrestler for the Culture. For more episodes or more content from the Wrestling Realm Network, hit the subscribe button down low. Make sure you turn on the bell for notifications. Till the next time, 